Welcome to Journey with Jake. This is a podcast about travel and vacations through the eyes of ordinary people like you and me. While it will be somewhat informative, this podcast is about the stories and experiences and the why behind the travel. My goal is to take each of us on a journey each episode as I speak with a different guest about the places and experiences that have meaning to them. My hope is we will each gain a little more insight from these experiences and appreciate the places we like to travel to. After all, it's not all about the destination as it is about the journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number two of Journey with Jake. Happy to have you along for the ride. My guest today is a friend of mine, Nick Adesso. Nick and I worked together for quite a few years in the trade show convention industry. That's how I got to know Nick. I think I met Nick when he was probably pretty close to being right out of high school. Nick is a young man. He is about to turn 24 years old, and I've known him for a few years. Great talk today with Nick as we talk about Colombia and Lake Guatavita in Colombia. I do want to mention he is engaged to Andrea Flores. Andrea is Colombiana. She is from Colombia. Obviously, that's probably the big inspiration. The reason we even talked about Colombia is because of her and the fact that he went and visited with her and her family in Colombia. I also want to mention that Nick is a content creator. He is really involved in poker. You can find him on YouTube at Nick Adesso Poker, as well as other social media platforms. Get to know Nick a little bit better there, as well as any interest you have in learning about poker. It's a great resource on poker as well. So I wanted to mention that and have you look that up as well. If this is something that you enjoy listening to, you enjoy our conversation today about Colombia and Lake Guatavita, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast. We'd love to get you on board, as well as feel free to share this with others. So let's sit back. Let's enjoy our conversation with Nick Adesso. All right. So I'm lucky today to have Nick Adesso with me on the podcast. Nick, say hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. It's great Great to have you. It's great to see you again. He and I were talking ahead of time here and just great to see see Nick again. So the first thing I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about Nick. Who's Nick Adesso? Yeah. So obviously you said my name. I'm Nick Adesso. Um, me and Jake met while we were working at Freeman. Um, that's a place that we worked at. I worked there personally for about four years and uh, you know, you met me when I was a young buck. Um, grew up in Las Vegas, uh, born and raised. Not very many people could say that, of course, but um, yeah, you know, just typical life. Did the uh, did, did the trade show stuff, and uh, you know, um, that's how I started my career off, which has been which has been awesome. What are you up to now? I know you got some other things going on now. What do you got going on? Yeah, uh, so you know, uh, like everybody, you know, I, I've one of my things like during the pandemic and everything is we all had to find a hobby, and um, you know, one of my one of my things that I liked to do before the pandemic was I like to play poker, but I just really didn't have a lot of time for it. So when the pandemic happened, you know, I just kind of started watching it on TV and then started playing and then uh, really like consumed myself with the strategy of it and the the game of it, and so I kind of got involved in that, um, which has been a lot of fun. Nice. So now you're a poker stud. 
Yeah, right. Yep, yep. And I know you've got you've got like a YouTube channel or what do you got going on with that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have I go by Nick Adesso Poker. Uh, Kind of my friends started calling me that. They they either called me uh, Nick the Poker God or Nick Adesso Poker, which is kind of funny. So I started the channel. Um, Basically, the whole thing behind it is, you know, as I try to improve, I want to help other people improve their game. So if anybody has questions about like strategy stuff, then they can kind of stumble across my videos and learn something, hopefully. Nice. And I'm also, as well, um, to piggyback off that, I'm actually writing a book as well. So, oh, good um, deal. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm not sure how long that's going to take. I'm planning to probably write it over the next couple of years um, just to keep on progressing and, and making new material for it. But that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, that's great to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Got yeah, many yeah. talents I didn't know about. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So here on Journey with Jake, obviously, we're talking about travel destinations, places that have meaning to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I reached out to you, oh, a few weeks ago, kind of mentioning I was going to be doing this. And, yeah. and immediately you wrote back, you said, the most beautiful spot on earth. It's a place that you love. Mm-hmm. Lake Guatavita in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about it. Kind of just give us a little 30,000 elevation. What is Lake Guatavita? And <laughs> this, you're my so, first international one, too. So let's let's hear about it. Oh, there you go. I love it. Um so it was, you know, my fiance, her name is Andrea. We, um, she's from uh, Bogota, Colombia, which is the capital. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough. I gained a really great relationship with their family. Um, and they wanted to take me with them on their trip to Colombia. And, um, so we went to Bogota, which is their, her family still has like a condo there. So we got to stay with them, meet the family, all that kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that we wanted to go do was I kept on hearing about this crater lake and, and in Guatavita. And I'm like, okay, um, yeah, we should go check it out. So funny enough, we go there and it, it was not at all what we were expecting because actually her family hadn't even been there either. So it, it was about a two hour drive. We got there and we were kind of expecting just to walk up to like a lake, like you would see in the United States, not at all what happened. Um, essentially you get up there and you pay like, I think it was like maybe two us dollars to, to get into this like hiking area. We had to hike a mile and a half to get to this crater lake up a mountain, all like kind of like almost like Amazon looking jungle forest stuff. And it was raining. We were wearing ponchos and (laughs) we got up there and I'm telling you, if any people that are listening, you you have to look it up. It's, it's incredibly beautiful. The, just the scenery, you could see it from like, almost like this mountaintop down and you could see this beautiful crater lake and all the surrounding foliage and everything was just so you, so you kind of hiked to like an overlook so to speak i mean basically a, yeah an overlook okay an overlook uh, kind of like a grand canyon type of thing but for a but for a crater lake which is incredibly beautiful nice so i'm guessing it's kind of like you had to pay like an entrance fee almost like going into a state park or something is that just to hike up there Yeah, I would kind of put it on the same as like if you go to like Zion's National Park or something, it's kind of something. It's like protected area by the the government or state or what have you for there. Okay. And it's protected. And I know there's there's a particular reason why it's protected. I kind of did a little research on it, but kind of what's the backstory on that that lake? Because it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is super interesting. So I – it basically – they believed that it was good luck back in 
I don't know the exact time frame. I'd have to look it up, but it was kind of ancient times, I would say, where they believed it was good luck to dump gold in there. And um, so the there's been a lot of people over the years, apparently, that have tried to dive down into that lake and get gold. They don't find anything because most likely it's been taken a long time or something before. But that was kind of the the whole backstory behind it, other than the fact that it's just a beautiful crater lake. Yeah, gotcha. In fact, I, the research I did actually mentioned the El Dorado, you know, was, which is kind of mm-hmm. a famous, you know, gold treasure hunt type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I and I did, you know, on the internet. And you don't know what to believe on the internet. I read some things that yeah, people found so much money in there, people didn't find anything. So it's kind of up in there. And I guess that's part of the lore and part of the fun of it. You know, like yeah, what really happened there? Yeah, it's like a little old wise tale. You know, like you don't you don't really know, but. Uh, you know, it's interesting to hear about for sure. I always, um, I, I don't know why, but every time that I heard the story while I was there, uh, this just makes me think of like a kid's movie, The Goonies, like how they would think that there'd be treasure, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Chunk. That's right. Yeah, Goonies. exactly. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, exactly. So tell me a little bit about the hike up there. Cause you said a mile and a half up a mountain raining, you're wearing ponchos. Are there guides that take you? Is it just kind of free for all? I mean, how's this work? Not exactly. So, um, somewhat guides, there is a person, but they're not, it's not like a typical thing. It is kind of a free for all there. There are people kind of around kind of not, um, the hike it's partially a trail. So it wasn't like you're just literally hiking up a mountain. So it was a little bit guided, but it's very steep. So, you know, I consider myself to be in pretty good shape and I was gassed by the time I got up there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And and then on top of it, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a jungle type of thing. So like it's very humid and then the altitude and all that. So it's quite the uh, exercise if you ever go there. (laughs) Gotcha. What time of year did you go? So it's interesting. It was during summer. Um, It was like June of 2019. We went, um, it's interesting because a lot of parts of Colombia, the weather is the same year around. So, okay. I wasn't that about Colombia because I know it's kind of close to the equator. So I wondered if it was kind of just kind of stayed the same all year long or I lived, I lived further South. I lived in Uruguay for a couple of years. And so it it, it had, you know, June there was wintertime, June and July was winter, whereas, you know, January, February was summer. Um, right. But I wondered if Columbia was kind of similar all year it's long. Very similar. Um, specifically in Bogota, where my fiance is from, um, it's basically always like 60, 65 degrees. And like it, it pretty, it rains pretty frequently. Um, you don't really, it doesn't ever get hot there. It's it, so it's kind of something like that. It's like always the same. Nice. There are areas though in Colombia where it does get hot um, more like on the, kind of like the beach side. Sure. Um, Cartagena is a, is a really beautiful beach area. I know it does get hot there, like, but not insanely, like you're talking like 85, 90 degrees. It kind of, it's kind of like a Florida type of weather. If I, okay. Yeah. Got the humidity, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So this trip overall, I mean, I think it was more than just Lake Guatavita. I mean, you're going to Colombia. Was this your first time going there? I mean, I, I had never been out of the country, so it was uh, quite the experience for sure. Um, you know, I, it, you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I had heard, um, you know, what all that they had to tell me. I had heard what others had to tell me 
Um, and then you go there and it's just, you know, it's your own perception of what you're seeing. So you're just like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And what about the trip? Yeah. What, what made it special for you? Was there anything in particular? Um, Is there some stories or experiences maybe that? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I would say that the main thing was, um, you know, I had seen and spoke like over FaceTime with, uh, her family over there. It was really awesome to get to meet them in person. Um, but as far as the environment, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect because I had heard stories about, you know, everybody watches like TV shows and like narcos and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh, I don't know what to expect. But you know, when you go there and there's like a lot of propaganda behind like, say like South America countries, um, you know, and I would say when I got there, I was, it was like the exact opposite. All the people there were incredibly nice, very friendly. Um, the food was absolutely out of this world. Um, the, it's kind of strange, but the, the fresh air there is different than here. Okay. Um, then not to mention, of course, going from 120 degrees in Vegas at the time and then to 65 degrees, that was incredibly nice. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. And, you know, just, um, you know, just, it's just very different, you know, it's nothing that you would see in the United States and it, and it just really, you know, it's very interesting. So tell me, you mentioned the food. Mm-hmm. What's the food like? You said the food is great. It's crazy. So, you know, one thing, and this is actually part of Guatavita. So when we went to Guatavita, one thing that's interesting about the food there is it's incredibly fresh and meaning that, you when we drove to Guatavita, all you see is like cows running around like in the in the grass like they're not they're, they're grass fed they're grazing chickens are running around like they're not cooped up and so and all the food there is very fresh they don't use like pesticides and stuff like that so when you go and eat it and I got to see that later on in the trip so when I was eating all the food I'm like wow this just tastes so fresh and then you go out into kind of like the countryside and you're just like wow this is exactly why um one thing I'll tell you this is incredible is we went um not far from their house oh the other thing too is you walk a lot of places it's kind of a it's a very walking friendly community so you walk everywhere basically unless it's kind of far then you could you know take a taxi or whatever but um we were in the market area where a lot of food places are and let me ask you with avocados what do you know about avocados if you if you open it and leave it out what happens to them like turns brown okay yeah not not in colombia so really yes what happens first off their avocados are like four times the size that you would get in America. <laughs> one and two, what they do is it's really crazy is they slice one open and they leave it open on top of all of the other ones for like display to show how like nice they are. They don't Brown like that thing was sitting there. And so that's like part of the process. And so I asked and basically it's because ours are so GMO that they can't withstand like fresh air. Whereas the natural like grown ones, they can withstand the, uh, the fresh air and they, they don't get bad right away. Interesting. So it, it's, it was the most bizarre thing, but I was, I was amazed when I saw it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. What else can you tell me about either Guatavita or anywhere in Colombia or just is any kind of what's the why? Like, why do why did it have such special meaning to you? Was it something you reflected on when you got back? Was it, you know, what was? Yeah. Um, 
You know, I would say that I would say a lot of people in Colombia, I would say they're very humble people. Um, I would say that a lot of people there, they are very, you know, family oriented and they're very proud for the things that they have. And I would say that, you know, not all the time do you see that in our culture. For sure. Um, so, you know, I would say coming back to America, that was something that I really, you know, took with me is just seeing, you know, not that I don't have that value myself, but it was, I just really appreciated seeing it in basically a whole society, you know? Yeah. Which was awesome. I can relate to that. I know in Uruguay, same type of thing, you know, it's just that South American culture of, of mm-hmm. family and pride and yeah. gratitude that they have that so yeah. I think we're missing a lot of that. Here exactly. in the U.S. for sure. Great. So, and then I know you mentioned you got to meet her family for the first time. How was mm-hmm. how was that? How was it meeting them in person uh, and being with them? That was awesome. Um, so, one thing that was funny is um, I didn't speak a lick of of Spanish until I met my fiance, and then what happened was we I quickly learned that I could not, so her family's, so she has her sister, her mom and her grandma that live here. And then she has her aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff that live in Colombia. But her grandma speaks English, but she much prefers to speak Spanish. Her mom speaks excellent Spanish or excellent English. So that's not a problem. So what I originally wanted was to be able to talk to her grandma better. But then we ended up, you know, FaceTiming with her aunts and uncles and all that a lot. So I wanted to learn it for them. So, you know, during downtime, you know, at shows and, you know, on my free time, you know, I would have this app on my phone where it, I think it's, uh, man, what was it called? And I can't remember the app when if a oh, Duolingo. Duolingo, so okay. you can pick any language and it'll teach you like it, it goes in steps. And so I did that for months and then finally it was decided, Oh, we're going to Colombia. And I'm like, all right, awesome. I've learned enough Spanish to where I can get a buy. So when we got there, I did, I made my absolute best effort, um, with them. I definitely sounded like probably a toddler when I would talk to them, but I understood what they were saying. And that was the funniest part. That's great. Yeah. I mean, so I, I could understand them pretty well, maybe like a junior high level or maybe like late grade school level, but talking wise is maybe like, you know, second, third grade level. <laughs> well, and we're, you know, we're slow and we're learning language. We have an accent and, but I could tell you, I mean, I'm sure they just really appreciated the fact that you tried and put forth that effort. I think they did. So I think that's something else you can definitely take away from this trip. I mean, that's something I'm thinking about right now is probably how much they just love the fact that you were giving it your effort, you know? So that's great. It was, it was cool. Her, her uncle, uh, Tio Alex, he, um, he's, he's the one in the house that speaks okay English. And, um, it was funny when I left, he goes, you know, Nick, I'm going to learn, more English for the next time you come, but the next time you come, you have to learn more Spanish. And I'm like, all right, that's a deal. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have any plans to go back? Yeah. So we, um, we do want to go back. Um, we're kind of deciding whether we want to go like next year during this time or, um, potentially like 2023. Um, it's just kind of up in there cause you know, we're getting married in April and then, you know, honeymoon and all that after. So we'll kind of see, but yeah, definitely looking to go back as soon as possible. How do you think, speaking of honeymoon, speaking of getting married, yeah. how do you think your trip to Columbia has helped your relationship with your fiance? 
Um, I would say that it's helped um, just kind of understanding like where she comes from. Um, she moved here when she was fairly young. She okay. was three when she moved here. So, um, you know, she's more or less been raised in, a, in America. Sure. But just kind of seeing like, especially like cultural things for like her family was, was really helpful. Um, so I would say that it helped me understanding her family and, and yeah. her roots and, and all that kind of thing. I, I like to think of it, you know, if, if her and I lived in a, let's say I'm from Las Vegas, but let's say for some reason we met in Texas or something, I'd like to think that if I took her back to my family in Las Vegas, that she might learn more about me. So, you know, definitely kind of the same thing. If you flip it around, you know, that's awesome. That's great. Anything else about Lake Guatavita you want to mention? Anything, yeah. that, you know, any story or anything you want to tell us about? Um, well, I will tell you the funniest thing was um, going back to her family there. The whole family went and her aunts and uncles, they are in their 60s, uh, late 50s, early 60s. And they climbed that mountain. I was going to say they hiked up that mountain with you. Yeah, wow. they did. And I'll tell you, they kept up with all of us. We didn't have to wait up for them or anything. But um I would say if anybody's wanting to check out anything like that, I would, I would highly recommend um, going there. The one cool thing is um, I do not know the name of the town. Um, I'd have to look that up, but it's coming. It's basically right after Guatavita on your way to Bogota when we were on our way back um, because it's a really rural area. Um, they have, like a little string of restaurants on your way back to Bogota. Absolutely phenomenal food because all of the stuff comes from that rural area right by Guatavita. So um, that was my favorite meal that I had out there. Was Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. I What I learned from just talking to you is I, I think it really strengthened your, your ties to your family. I mean, they're going to be your family, whether yeah. you like it or not, you know, you're oh, yeah. so they're going to be your family. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. I think you got to learn all about them. And now I think you have something to look forward to when you oh, go yeah. back. You may not visit that particular area, but just Colombia in general. I mean, I think you got something and now you're learning Spanish and, and the whole bit. I think that's awesome. hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel the same. Um, we we've talked about that the next time we go, we'll probably stay with her family for a few days. And then we were talking about, um, taking her family, all of them, and getting like an Airbnb in like uh, Cartagena, which is a beach town. Nice. Uh, they've never been actually her family, so we were thinking that we'd like to do that for them. That'd be great. That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, the one too about um, Colombia, which is awesome, is your money goes a really long way. So if you're if anybody's looking to have a vacation where they can kind of ball out on a budget, uh, that's definitely the place to go because. I'll tell you, um, we didn't have to pay for, you know, housing or anything because we stayed with our family, but I took $300 US with me and that lasted me 12 days and I got to do everything that I wanted to do. So 300 US dollars is equivalent to about a thousand dollars, a thousand to like 1200. I don't know. The last time I checked, it was pretty high. It was like, three X, uh, three to four X, um, what the dollar is worth. So, um, your money goes a long way. Um, one thing that we did there is, um, we went to the best steakhouse in all of Bogota and this was pretty cool because 
we her mom set it up for us but basically we got a private table in this like courtyard looking area of the um of the restaurant and we had like our own server it was all private and everything and i want to say this probably would have cost us like five six hundred dollars in in the united states minimum like minimum it was like 80 us dollars there <laughs> like i had a i had like a 12 ounce uh new york strip and like potato salad we got a appetizer she got a steak we had all this stuff and it was like 80 us dollars and it was the best steakhouse in columbia nice yeah and did it live up to its reputation was the steak very good it was it was amazing yeah nice amazing for sure that's great that's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. well i've i've been enlightened i mean now i'm kind of like dang i need to like make a little trip down to uh columbia you know i never yeah. thought i would but i just i remember just the first time i texted you about it just i I saw the excitement jump off in the text, like, oh, I know this yeah. place. It's Lake Guatavita, and it's it's awesome, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. So before we wrap up, any any parting words, anything that you, you know, else you want to mention about Colombia in general or about your experiences? Um, you know, I, I would just say that anybody that's, you know, looking for, looking for a great place, um, something beautiful, looking for um, basically a place where – you know, you're going to feel good when you, when you leave. Um, I would say that definitely Columbia is the place. Um, and then if you have somebody that, you know, that lives there it just helps out even more because you know, where, what things to check out, you know, but definitely. It's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a great place worth, worth everything going there. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Let's yeah. catch up in a couple of years when you go to, what is it? Cartagena? Is that what you call it? Is that Cartagena. The, and actually Cartagena. I'm going, uh, one thing is we are going to Italy for our, uh, for our honeymoon. So we might nice. have to pop on Yeah. You might have to pop on and talk to me about Italy. You'll be like yeah, my yeah. international go-to. That's great. That's sure. awesome. Well, thanks for spending a few minutes. That was great. Thanks for joining us on journey with Jake and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks Jake. Thank you for joining us on Journey with Jake today. I want to thank my guest, Nick Adesso, for speaking to me about Colombia, Le Guatavita. I really hope you all enjoyed our conversation. I really felt there were some definitely strong ties that have to do with family and just the experiences you have together with family is kind of what makes a lot of these journeys important to each of us. And I'm grateful for Nick sharing that with us. Once again, if you liked what you heard, please feel free to subscribe to the Journey with Jake podcast. would love to have you on board for that, as well as share it with others and let others know. And also, if you have a place that you have visited that you want to share and that you want to speak with us about on the podcast, please let me know. Reach out to me on social media. You can reach out to me by email. It's jake at journeywithjake.net. Let me know about that. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast. We can talk about your experiences as well. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Journey with Jake. Just remember, it's not always about the destination as it is about the journey. 